Sub Freaks, it's your boy Marty here to introduce this rip of TFTC. Sat down with Obi from the Fetty team. What'd you think, Logan? Do you have any thoughts? Very nice voice. Voice of God. Nothing, nothing like a nice British accent. The content was great, too. The voice is great. The content was great. It's all great. It's all great. According to Logan, the shit corner in the corner. Shit corning in the corner over there. Uh, Stab somebody. <laughs> don't do that. The, um, this episode was recorded before we posted the last episode that you should have listened to already. So we don't have boost to read right now. That's what I'm trying to get at. If you're supporting the show via podcasting 2.0, thank you. Next boost. Stop calling me a shit coiner. Logan, Logan took offense to the boost. From, Stop it. From one of the episodes. If he gets that defensive, you know something's wrong. Um, just got a text from my wife reading it. Like, a, all good, all good at home too. Find yourself, find yourself a good wife, freaks. Very important. It's good to have somebody supporting you in the background. It's not really in the background, part of your life. I'm just rambling now. Usually your words are flowing like a river. <laughs> I got the text. Had to digest. Like a river. Oh, like a river. Look like at that. Like a river. Look at that Marty. segue. Do you just want to do the ad read? You can't do it. River. It's a great Bitcoin company created by Bitcoiners. For Bitcoiners. They build all their infrastructure. They don't have any trusted third parties. Uh, you can DCA for free without having to pay fees on the app. Most importantly, what we're here to talk about today is their mining. Uh, still on, on the block clock here, if you're watching the average fees per block over the last 2016 blocks is 1.18893 Bitcoin. That's a lot of fees. Fee revenue is up. It's a great time to be mining. I have ASICs plugged in. They're producing double the revenue they were this time last last week. It's a beautiful thing. River makes it very easy to mine, whether you're an individual or somebody who wants to buy a lot of miners and mine at a, at a bigger scale. River is here for you. They have a white glove service. They can help you get ASIC, they acquire ASICs for you. They have uh, hosting facilities where you can get plugged in uh, if you wanted to buy a miner and have it hashing and delivering block rewards to your river account tomorrow. They have them ready to go. Some already live. It's a white glove service. We talk a lot about sat streams here. Buying sats, converting your cut bucks for sats is one way to acquire Bitcoin. But once you get bored of that, it's like how do I how do I create more sat streams? Mining's a great way to do that. So go to river.com slash TFTC. Check out their mining page river.com slash mining um get set up today this rope is also brought to you by good friends at unchained they're right down the hall from me here at the bitcoin commons in austin texas did you hear that it's a big s there i whistled a little bit we're in texas siblings 
Unchained is here. They're here to help you eliminate single points of failure in your custody model with their Vault product. Again, this is a Bitcoin company. Buy Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. Another one. Uh, they're leveraging Bitcoin's native multi-sig pro- uh, properties to build the financial company of the future on a Bitcoin standard. They have the Vault. They have the lending desk. Use Bitcoin as collateral to get U.S. dollar liquidity, and you hold a key in the wallet that your Bitcoin is escrowed in throughout the duration of the loan. So you know that your collateral isn't being rehypothecated. It's a beautiful thing. If you have an IRA and you want to transition it into Bitcoin, into a wallet where you control the keys, Unchained has that as well. And then probably most importantly, you got to get Bitcoin first. They have their trading desk. You want to buy large amounts of Bitcoin, smaller amounts of Bitcoin, uh, and you don't want to worry about moving it to cold storage. You set up a vault, you go to Unchained's trading desk, you buy Bitcoin and it goes straight Tier two or three multi-sig vault of which you control. It's a beautiful thing. Go to unchained.com. Check all this out. Hit up their concierge team. They'll walk you through everything. Beautiful team. Beautiful people. A lot of hot people in this office, on this floor. You talk about that a lot in these ad rates. <laughs> beautiful people. You know, people like associating with beautiful people. You know? That's what people do with crowd health too. Beautiful, healthy community of people ditching the health insurance industry which is notoriously expensive opaque and impersonal crowd health is a different way to take care of your health care bills it's not health insurance you pay a monthly fee that builds up in a health account if you ever have uh, the need to go to a doctor you have a medical bill you give it to crowd health they negotiate the price lower for you and then uh, the bill gets paid out in cash you pay the first five hundred dollars and the rest gets crowdfunded by the crowd health community about 100% of bills paid to date. Uh, can't guarantee, but model's working. Incentives are aligned. Take sovereignty over your health care. It's cheaper. I was on Cobra before. Crowd Health. <coughs> it's much cheaper. Looks like you need it. It's a much better experience. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, to the doctor after this. Go to joincrowdhealth.com slash TFTC. Sign up today. This trip is also brought to you by our good friends at Bitcoin Talent Co., a Bitcoin recruiting firm built by Bitcoiners for, but everybody's the crowd health guys are Bitcoiners too. They have a Bitcoin community, but like every, all these companies are built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners with Bitcoin talent Co. It's a recruiting firm trying to get the best talent in the world into the Bitcoin space. So if you're a Bitcoin company looking to hire, get connected with the Bitcoin talent Co. team, go to Bitcoin talent.co, tell them the TFTC sent you get onboarded. They'll understand your needs, your company. And again, they're Bitcoiners. So they know, what to go look for on the talent side of things. Speaking of the talent side of things, if you're in tech, finance, banking, you're a Bitcoiner who feels like they're on an island and wants to break into the Bitcoin industry, you should get up, set up with Bitcoin Talent Co. as well. Get your resume there. Tell them what you're looking for. They'll have the relationships with the companies in the space on the back end to find the perfect spot for you. Hopefully it's a good mix. You also have an internship program going this summer. So if you're a company in the space looking to get an intern, hit up Bitcoin Talent Co. We've got a a large list of individuals from around the world who are looking to contribute to companies, young people, smart people, beautiful people. So go hit them up. Tell them the TFTC sent you and enjoy this rip with Obi Nasu. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, 
all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Yeah, Austin's not like other cities, too, where it's not like a walkable city, per se, unless you're like downtown. Mm, downtown is is downtown is sort of semi-walkable. I've been trying to walk around. Have you gotten on the trail yet? The trail, I'm not sure. Around, around the river? Have you walked around the river? I've walked along the river a bit. I've walked along the river. Um, I'm actually staying near the river so I can see it. Yeah. Uh, that was really nice. And I went up to this this bit where you can see the city. A few of the guys took me there. Yeah. We did a little bit of like a, a mini a mini free sort of tour of Austin. And a peacock, a peacock sanctuary. Yeah, you were talking about it. I haven't yeah. been to the peacock. See, I, maybe I know Austin more than you know. <laughs> <laughs> the peacock sanctuary. That was quite, it's just this, um, uh, seems, well, I, say, I wouldn't say random, but there's this place which is open to the public. It's completely free. Um, and they've been rearing peacocks. It's not that, it's sort of in the city. And you can walk around and there's just different peacocks in different stages of plume. And sometimes in the tree, so, so you have to be careful in the tree and don't want to be right beneath them. Yeah, I'm going to have to take the boys to that at some yeah. point soon. It's really simple place. It's not too big, but you just can wander around. There's no, just walk straight in. There's no, uh, there's no requirements for tickets or anything. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of free activities here. Austin's a very active city too, which I like. Very outdoorsy. Yeah. Yeah. You feel compelled to get out. But is it like this weather all year round or is it just, because um, right now the weather seems perfect, but they said like a little bit before it can get quite cold and afterwards it can get really, really hot or is it consistent? Yeah, it's just in the last few weeks that it started to warm up. It was pretty cold this winter. And then this time last year it was already like 100 degrees. So this is, and I only have two years to go off of right now. And 100 degrees in Celsius is, that's Fahrenheit obviously. Yeah, in Celsius, what is it? It's got to be. 30, 33. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, um, that's pretty, still pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pumped you're in town. I didn't realize you were in town until Saturday. You hit me up. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. Um, so I was in, uh, I was in Orlando. So last month was Asia. This month is the US and next month is Europe. So, but, um, I was in Orlando last week and, Later, the second half of this week, I'm going to, and for a week, I'll be in New York. And then, obviously, Miami. So I thought, well, this is not too far away from Austin, and I haven't been, and there's, so, you know, one of my co-founders literally is here and other people. So um, our, some of our investors are here. Let me go and check it out. But yeah. it was a very last minute. Why don't I spend some time here? Yeah, there's a lot going on down here. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a little quiet in the comments today, but it's great. When we get the whole crew in here, Justin, the mutiny guys, mm. everybody's vibing. Uncle, yeah. uh, the godfather of Austin Bit Devs, Justin Moon. <laughs> I think you'll be the nicest guy in Bitcoin. That's yeah, I call him. He doesn't come in that that often anymore. He's he's focused he's, in his house. He's, he's heads in down. his environment. Yeah. He's super heads down. Yeah, we're you know we're just. Uh, we're we're all heads down. Sometimes we have to like, because um, um, we're so focused on trying to deliver stuff, it can get quite stressful. But internally generated stress, like I I never get spots on my face, but 
I just had this eruption of spots last week and he I think had a a similar thing. He had like some rash on his face. So but like no one's pressuring you, just you're you're pressuring yourself because you're so excited about showing stuff and not it but what we're making not being hypothetical but being real. Yeah. No, you guys are working on something extremely important and powerful. So I can imagine there's a lot of pressure on the team, but that's well, it's coming now. One way or another, it's coming very soon. Yeah. Which I'm pumped about. But that's one thing I wanted to start up talking about is given your experience in the space, starting coin floor, mm. having your experience there, successfully starting that company and leaving mm. it and now starting Fetty, how does the build out of Fetty compared to what you experienced at coin floor? Wow. Um, it's, it's actually very different. And I think coin floor, I mean, just coin floor is this Bitcoin exchange and we started in 2013. And we went on to be, well, at one point we were by far the biggest Bitcoin exchange in the UK. Um, and one day we hit 70% like market share in the UK for the UK volume. Um, and we built out a team, you know, very large, um, serving most of Europe. Um, but there were areas where, um, there were lessons for me to so let me put it this way lessons which i would have preferred uh, to not have to do or repeat mm -hmm. um, which is good because um you can then take that on to whatever thing you work on next um so w when it came to um, feddy um i think it was very clear to me that i wanted to take all on all those learnings and and um and apply them to anything else I worked on. And so one thing was I, I had a number of things I'm truly passionate about. Um, and um, sometimes the demands of trying to um, make money and so on make you forget what you're truly passionate about. And I was, I was determined that would never be a, an issue again. Mm -hmm. um, I only want to work with people who have the same passion and have investors who have the same passion because um, my belief is actually, if you're really, really passionate about it and you work with people and who share the same vision and mission, you're actually, all the things like the financial conversation so on will actually be even more successful anyway because um, the best way to go that fits with your passions is going to be the best way for your business as well. You'll attract the customers who, who share the same vision as well. So that's, I think, one of the biggest learnings that here it feels like family um, and um, first and business second. I, I'm really, really passionate about what I'm doing and everybody who's working on it is 100% passionate about it. Um, and we just it just so happens that a commercial vehicle is the best way to achieve it. But if it wasn't, if it was a, a purely open source vehicle, then we would have stayed open source. We just realized that this is the best way to continue on with our passions. Yeah. No, because I remember having many conversations with Justin before you guys linked up and he was dead laser focused on, all right, I want to start a company and I want to do it with people who get it and are killers in their own verticals and their own expertise. And it seems like he's found that team with Fetty, with you, Eric, Skyler, uh, knowing many different members of the founding team. It's really been cool to watch from afar or relatively close actually you guys come together and 
that there's I I don't know about me. <laughs> I think I've got a, um, quite a lot of experience, uh, but um, yeah. Um, when I look at, if you just start with my co-founders, I don't know, I could get emotional about it really. But um, when I, so I bumped into Eric at Hackers Congress and I was in the middle of selling um, um, CoinFloor. And so this was, you know, a Bitcoin exchange in the UK. So there's, there's a lot of oversight there. We had a subsidiary, which was one of the first regulated exchanges in Europe. Our, our price ticker for Bitcoin GBP was was listed on the New York Stock Exchange. So they used the, the, the coin for the price feed. Um, so, you know, there was a lot of oversight there, which is, which is the norm. But uh, I was always interested in going to something like Hackers Congress. But as the CEO of an exchange, you're never good. You just, that's just not good optics. So now I knew I was selling um, um, CoinFloor and it was only a few months away from being sold. It was pretty much a done deal. I thought, well, I can finally do something I really, really wanted to do. There's like three things I really wanted to do. I've only done one of them. Um, and there's two more on my list um, that, that I've always wanted to do for over for several years now. But one was to go to Hackers Congress, Paranelli Police. Um, and I thought, you know, well, I stone the crows, I'm going to go off and do this. Mm-hmm. And I went and and went there just, just as a visitor. I didn't announce I was going and just went around. I had also a very clear view in my mind that we have to find a viable alternative to people being able, people using um, exchanges as their mechanism for custody. And I was looking for solutions to that. I had some ideas. Um, all of those were nowhere near as good as, as Freddie Mint, uh, as uh, Eric, uh, polite. when I bumped into him by pure accident, he, uh, he politely told me why they wouldn't work. And I've, I'm forever grateful. But we literally, and neither of us smoke, there's nothing wrong with smoking, but neither of us smoke. But you know, mo- most of the interesting conversations often happen outside when people are smoking. So mm-hmm. there was a few people, I, I was talking to someone and he said, look, I've got to go out for a smoke. So I went out with him just to carry on a conversation. It was interesting. And Eric, I think as well, um, was talking to someone else and they went out. And so we were, there was a group of people just chatting. I started chatting with Eric, just passing the time. I talked about some of the ideas I'm working on. He politely told me they wouldn't work. And I went, okay, that makes sense. And I asked him what he's working. He mentioned Fediment and I was like, Doosh. this thing is, this is a really interesting idea for what it was presented to solve, but actually it's way bigger an idea than, than you're initially presenting it. It's like you have a boulder on a mountain and there's another mountain and every day you have to move the boulder, Sisyphean like from one mountain to another and you're, but you're incredibly gifted and technical and you think, well, maybe I can divide, um, invent this device, like that can, a platform that I can put the boulder on and it can go against the laws of gravity and then just float over to the other mountain. So that saves my job of moving the boulder across, which is a useful problem to solve. But then I, I come along and goes, you've just invented anti-gravity. You, know? <laughs> you solved that problem, but this is way bigger than this thing. You solved like a much bigger problem. But it's like, oh yeah, you're right. Maybe it is that. And, um, but so I don't know if I would have met him in, in, by if it wasn't through pure luck, but we have completely different backgrounds, completely different ways in which we came into Bitcoin, um, completely different circles that we walked around in. But philosophically, through we we are completely aligned, and then 
um, in Miami, um, get, um, Eric meets with uh, with Justin, and again they hit it off, etc. Um, I then get they then um, approach me as well, and if you look at us, just the, the difference of skills and backgrounds are just very different, different parts of the world. Um, I think they're incredibly gifted in what they do and and what they're capable of doing. And our philosophy, our philosophies are very, very aligned, but from completely different backgrounds. And what is the chance of the chance of us all meeting? Is like I don't know. Sometimes sometimes I have to sort of think. You know, I sometimes just look up and go. You know, this is sort of ridiculous. How does how did this all happen? And all the other people we've met as well, and all of our backgrounds, all of our backgrounds have just sort of come together on this one project and it all is useful. All of that stuff that, all those chance encounters we're able to utilize in this one project. Uh, so every day I just feel super grateful and I just want to work as hard as I can to keep it going. Yeah. It's very serendipitous. It's, it's, it's like almost like you, you start feeling, you know, something is happening here. That's not, yeah. It's some higher not, power. Not, like, like, all right, you guys, I, I, I just, I just, yeah, just, I constantly think about it. Yeah. And then it continues to happen that the people that we're having join the organization, it's just amazing people. And you know, who maybe you made the decisions that no, I'm happy where I am. And all of a sudden, okay, I've changed my mind because of this. It's, yeah, we, we're, we're, we're doing something important, I think. We're working with incredible people. And I, for me, I'm doing this because I just, I love working with the people I'm working with, who love the problem that we're trying to solve, and we'll work on it until we make it happen. Yeah, and I think this is a good point for anybody who might be new to the show, new to Bitcoin, who may not understand the concept of a fediment, how it fits into Bitcoin and the stacks mm. and the layers above it, uh, how the Fediment as the open source protocol works, and then what you guys are trying to do at Fedi. Okay, um, that's a good question. And it, it's been something that a few people have been unclear on, and we're gonna make that clearer. But that was also because we're taking the approach of let's build it. And um, if you talk about it, and I'll, I'll explain it again now, I'm happy to. It's still, the idea is quite big and it's hard for people to sort of get their heads around it because it's a new concept. When they see it in their hand, it would be, it'll make a lot more sense. So we, we're focusing really hard to give something that people have in their hand. And Fedi, the aim is for it to be in people's hands this month in May. So um, a version focused on developers, but I'm sure um, enthusiasts will, will download it. Just like Lightning, we said, it's just for building right now and it'd be reckless to use it, but people went off and did that. I'm sure that will happen, but it's folks for builders. But let's start with Fedi and then how Fedi relates to that and Bitcoin and Lightning mm -hmm. and so on. Because um, the narrative before has been Bitcoin and Lightning and working this way, but now we're gonna, it's gonna be with us only in a matter of weeks. We can talk about it the other way around. So um, the key insight is that Right now, something something's wrong. There's trouble at mill, as we would say in northern <laughs> in northern England. There's something's wrong in the state of the web and technology. You've got big tech, and you've got certain large organizations and institutions 
who um, we use to make our lives faster, cheaper, better, easier, which they do in the most part, but there is a problem. And we see it increasingly. We see situations where some of them, not all, but some of them, I would say misuse, abuse, or lose our money and our data in one way or another. And the reason why that happens is because the wrong people are in control. They can help and assist, but they are, they are the wrong people are in control. And so the insight for us is what is needed is a way, if, if you're skilled enough individuals, but at scale, we need a way for communities, for families, for organizations, for companies to be able to take charge, take control of their own money and their own data and so that we don't um, make the mistakes that um, the existing system makes, it needs to be done in a way where there is no single point of risk, no single point of control. So at every level, there is no single point of control, no single point of risk. And so that tool, that technology that can do that is what we call, it's a new category, but we call it a, a federated OS. And um, Feddy, over time, the first version won't be the full realized vision, but over time, Feddy aims to be the world's first federated OS. Now, if you're using Feddy, what that means is, uh, to understand what that is, you have to understand Feddy Mint, and that's the power behind um, Feddy and, 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 other, and the federated OS concept. Mm -hmm. um, doesn't have to be Feddy because these are open protocols, other people can produce this, so I'm sure they will in time. Um, so Feddy Mint is this, um, community custody protocol. Um, it's one of the most active actually now projects in the Bitcoin ecosystem. There's, I thought it was 20, but now there's like 50 people who are contributing to Fediment. Um, and um, it was originally, the idea was invented by Eric, one of, you know, Justin, me and Eric, one of my co-founders. Um, and what it allows you to do is create these community custody, we call them federations, community custody federations run by trusted members of the community. Um, we call them guardians. Um, and on top of, on top of, um, of custody, this community custody, you also have um, a level of privacy. You also have a level of scalability. And both of those things are made um, um, possible using this protocol called Chami and eCash, which is an incredible protocol. And you also have extensibility. It's, it's, uh, you can add other functionality and there's actually no limits to the functionality you can add. And you run it on behalf of a community. And so each Feddy user or any other federated OS user can connect to multiple federations and they have this one overall operating view of the system. So they can see, just like you have multiple Slack groups that you're part of, but you, in your experience, you see multiple, you, you see as one view or you have multiple groups on WhatsApp or multiple Discord channels, et cetera. You can have multiple federations you're a part of, but from, from your Feddy, you can access and view all of those and choose independently what money and what data I secure with what federation. And each federation serves, because they are the servants to the users, serves tens or thousands or tens of thousands of, of, of Feddy users. So when you combine it together, this sort of each Feder user connected to multiple federations and each federation connected to multiple um, um, serving thousands or more, between tens and tens of thousands of Feder users, this creates this sort of global 
decentralized federated OS network mm-hmm. where uh, where hundreds of thousands, if not millions of federations run by communities and companies around the world are serving hundreds of millions, if not billions of Feder users around the world, all powered by Bitcoin and all connected to each other seamlessly with Lightning, with the Lightning Network. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a disadvantage of having lots of these small um, Bitcoin scaling layers because we have this incredibly reliable Lightning Network to settle between them seamlessly. And so you then don't have to have one monolithic scaling layer for the entire world where if it goes down as a bug, everybody in the world goes down. If it's one in a, in a million and it has an issue, that is a resilient system. And even then, it would have, for it to have an issue, you have to, it, it's resistant to one or more of guardians having an issue. So even at the federation level, it's resistant, but also at a system level as well, it's resistant because there's not just one layer two. So it's, it, it's, and it's able to, in terms of what can you do with this, anything that you can do with a mobile operating system, a desktop operating system, or a web service that's used for the millions of websites on the internet, you can run on a federation or any number of federations. Each federation can choose which ones they run, just like each computer can choose which apps they download to it. But without any single point of risk, out any single point of control. So yeah, so the sky's the limit. Of course, you're going to have features like, we've seen ideas like um, Bitcoin-backed stable value USD. Mm-hmm. Um, that won the hackathon, right? That won, that won the hackathon, and mm-hmm. uh, that was incredible. Um, it was an anonymous group of people built this feature, and, the, and it was clearly the strongest application. So they won the, they won the first prize, and we've, we'll integrate support for it because it was the winner. But it's also an incredibly powerful idea. It can represent any capital asset, but be actually backed with Bitcoin using an idea um, similar to um, the concept that was put forward by Taj Dreiger, um, discrete log contracts for difference. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but um, it's that would require opcode changes to Bitcoin to be implemented, but you can implement it on, on Fedi. And it's also, it, it allows you to gain discovery because if multiple federations start using it, then that will add credence to the to the to the the debate of whether we should add the opcode to support it. Because yeah. right now, with a lot of discussions, it's is there going to be demand or not? Well, if we, you see this grassroots demand through through um, federations, then you can say, okay, well, let's add this feature directly to the um, base protocol because we we don't have to guess if there's demand anymore. We know there's demand. Well, and, and that's just one. I mean, there's um, secure um, password managers. Why hold my passwords on LastPass where it could potentially then be hacked when I, instead I hold it within my communities and my community can help me recover if I lose my password? So it's not just money, it's also data. Yeah. And the password doesn't have access to that information anyway because similar, like LastPass holds that information on their servers, but within the Mint, it's encrypted. And It'll be encrypted user. and it would require a, major, a, a, a combination of different guardians to recover or it doesn't have to even be the guardians. It could be that the guardians are holding it encrypted, but the but you as a user could, depending on how someone, I'm just brainstorming, apps can be developed how you want. You as a user could select three of your friends within the uh, Mint to be the people who verify, but they're not the people who hold it. The guardians are holding it, so they hold it, but it's encrypted, so they can't do anything with it without the verification from the, the friends. So you could create a, 
a module which is a um, a federated password manager. And also, by the way, your password could be stored on three or four different federations. So if anyone, for example, I mean, uh, anything that you can run on a website or on a mobile phone or on a on a, on a computer, you could run on a federation. Mm-hmm. So that's why we say it's this federated operating system. Yeah. There's an operating system with no, because even if it's running on your computer, if your computer has no backup and it goes off, it's it's still a single point of risk. Yeah. And many people should make backups, but they don't do that. But if you saw in a federation, it's automatically being federated and backed up for you. So you don't have to think about the process of maintaining backups and recoveries and so on. Yeah. Another one of the first apps is encrypted chat that users can use. Yes, even. again, yeah. chat. So again, do I want my chat to be hosted by a third party who may be able to oversee what I'm looking at or not? And they, they may say that it's encrypted and so on, but... I have to trust their, their view on that. Well, again, within my community, it may make sense for me to take control of, our, of, the, of the conversations related to my community or within my family, take control. Just like in a Slack channel, I can have the, for a company, I can have conversations related to my company. And there's a different Slack channel for a gaming community that I'm part of, we talk about that. But the issue is all those conversations are running on Slack servers in one place. So you have to trust that Slack is not overseeing every single conversation. Here with federations, you don't have to trust that they are running on different systems, provably. Yeah. No, it's pretty mind-blowing when you begin to think about it. And that's the other cool thing, particularly with Eric and Justin, and the way they've approached us methodically and really Mm. took the time uh, to build it out the right way, using Rust and then building in a modular fashion. So, and mix Bitcoin on yeah. the background as well, which I think we're going to see. It's hard to do that at the beginning, but um, I, even me, I'm just blown away by, you know, we're going to see the benefit of doing it the right way in terms of ability to build, provably build reliably on different different sort of bare metal because you've got this such powerful package and delivery management system. In Nix, right? Yeah, in Nix, for example. Yeah. Yeah. And so what um what are things that are on your radar? I know we just like described like the chat app and mm. um password manager, but what are some of like the financial applications that you see coming uh in the idea space around Fetty and Fediments, particularly that people aren't aware of. Obviously, you guys had that hackathon. The stable, um, stable pool came out of that. A bunch of other cool s- stuff came out of that. But again, I think people think of Fediments and they think of instant private transactions within these mints and across these mints as the main use case. But it seems like there's. Yeah, I think that 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 is something that's possible. But just like that's possible using the web, you know, and that's possible using your computer but it's one of many things that's possible. Um, so uh, other things that we're seeing, for example, uh, and, and I, I can guarantee you that once we release this to the, the builder community, which is what, which is what we're gonna focus on, the, 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 the real killer apps that, these will be very useful things, but the real killer app where people are gonna be falling over themselves to set up filaments to install are gonna be things that we just can't imagine that's that's the nature if you look at windows um if you look at dos it was the word processor and the spreadsheet that people invested two thousand dollars which at that time in the 80s was a lot of money it's more like ten thousand dollars to buy because it was 
they, they didn't buy it because of the computer, they buy it because they wanted to use a word processor. With um, the piece, with um, the Mac, it was um, desktop publishing and graphics design. And again, the, the developers of this didn't envisage, they thought it was going to be a nicer way of doing word processing, but actually it was a whole way of being able to construct and design in this visual way became the killer app. And it's just, and you see it again and again and again for for um, even gaming platforms. It was certain games, and I'm buying the gaming platform for that game. So there's always a killer app, and it's always some sort of indie developer, so on creates it. Beat Saber was Oculus, Oculus more recently. So what's going to happen is someone's going to make a Fedi Mint module. It, it could be stability pools because that can represent any capital asset, which is I don't know, four hundred trillion dollar of capital assets. Any 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 capitalist in the world could be represented by that. Any um, currency, any stock, any derivative, any bond, any commodity. I mean, that's pretty lot. That could you know, that's quite a lot there. Um, or it could be someone is working on. I think a few people are working on things like um, simplicity-based Fedi modules. So mm-hmm. again, I can then start um, adding. But but again. That's a meta app in that it can now represent any simplicity contract and there's a near infinite set of simplicity contracts I can write. So so um, it won't necessarily be that, but it will be some of the simplicity contracts written on that that will be really powerful and I won't be able to imagine all of those. Or um, what could be um, another thing that's... Uh, um, uh, those two are already pretty big as I said um, and the simplicity thing was something that Justin and Eric worked on at the hackathon or uh, Justin worked on that I think there's a, some a couple of teams are working on more polished versions of that right now for example mm-hmm. um, there are other things that people are working on that I want to wait for them to announce they're working on yeah. but uh, um, but these if you just take those two things they're just incredibly flexible in terms of what they can do yeah um there will be, oh, um, community, as people looking at um, ways in which you can have community run and hosted uh, pools of capital. So, for example, um, a community might have want to receive money not just for a particular person, but for the purpose of the community to then um, vote and use in some way to the benefit of the community. And that could be for a company, it could be for a family, a family fund, whatever. Anytime you want to have this collective pool of capital and then you want to own and then deploy maybe based on some sort of, and then how you deploy it. We want to go on a trip. We want to go on a trip next year. Yeah, so and how you deploy it will be based on, there could be many variations on that. So it could be based on voting. And so we vote to use the money this way or it could be based on hitting a certain target of revenue, it could be triggered. Um, There could be interest in... um, other f- providing services for others. So, for example, um, you have chat, but what about Nostra? Nostra Relay, at some point, some of these relays will charge fees. Well, um, but the, 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 the effort to run it might be um, complex. You could run that as at a community level on behalf of not just the community, but anyone in the world, and the revenues that it creates go to the to the to community this community fund. community fund. Yeah. So all of a sudden communities can um, provide infrastructure for the decentralized web and and generate revenue for that, for the benefit of the community. These are some of the things that people are starting to think about, but I can guarantee you they're going to think about 
many more things than we than we we're just gonna make it incredibly easy to set up incredibly easy to build for i mean set up five minutes or less building apps two hours or less you should be able to start building apps for it you know and then just leave it to the um and also the other thing about Feddy as well uh, that's missing if you look at the bitcoin stack the sort of grassroots bitcoin stack is bitcoin it's lightning i think nostra's coming out because nostra's like a discovery layer Mm. It allows you to discover um, resources without knowing the other person, whatever that may be. It might be tweets, but it could be offers for, for services or products or, or anything else. So it replaces the discovery elements of Google, of Facebook, of uh, Amazon. If you think about what they are, it's, it's, it's a payment system, it's a bit of storage, and it's discovery. You know, and that's, that represents much of the web. So... Um, NOSTA provides you a decentralized censorship resistant way of discovery and then um, Feddy, uh, Feddy Mint allows you to add functionality, functional extension, it's your scaling layer for functionality and so on um, the other thing that we need is the last piece is a way for making people know around the world that this stuff all exists Yeah, and that's what that's another big part of Feddy um, it, which is um, over the next two years um, we plan, and that's where a big part of what we raise, we plan to um, hire um, hundreds of FedEye or Feddy or FedEye Masters, FedEye Knights, so there's a sci-fi link there, and FedEye Ambassadors. And I always say to locate, educate, and inculcate communities around the world, north, south, east, west, um, starting in the global south because it's just low-hanging fruit and so on, but we will be hiring globally. Um, and so, yeah, we, by the end of 2026, we will only be approaching 500 of these. Um, it's also more cost-effective to hire in the global south. You can get a lot more people, yeah. but we will hire everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and they will make myself um, and Justin and other members of my team, like Renata, look like we're you know on Valium and super chilled. <laughs> They're gonna be like, local versions, super passionate about Bitcoin, super passionate, understanding the system, but also passionate about their local area. And so if you have the Feddy app and you want to understand more what you can do with it or how to set it up or so on, there will be someone local who can meet up with you, speak your own language, understand your culture and walk you through it. So we'll have online resources for education, which is great, but we will have people on the ground as well. And they will be educating people about Bitcoin, about Lightning, about Nostra, about Fediment, and the entire Bitcoin ecosystem. It's because it's, the, the crazy thing about Fediment and federations is think of it as an operating system. Imagine an operating system without a computer to run on or without a network connection to connect to the rest of the world or without apps. The most complex piece of software on your, on your computer is your operating system. But without the rest of the stuff, it can't do anything. It's an enabler for the rest of the stuff. And it's the same for a federation. You have to have Bitcoin nodes to run on. So we have to then recommend, oh, you maybe should you start now, maybe you should use Nod, or maybe you should use Umbrel, maybe you should, you should use um, Raspberry Blitz or so on. You have to have the connection to the rest of the, of the, of the, of the Bitcoin network. So then we'll say, well, maybe you should use, and, and forgive me if I don't say the names, but maybe you should Voltech, Ibex, Mercado, maybe you should use Zebedee, maybe you should. So we have to find ways of, of adv- we have to advise them that because, because the Federation doesn't do that. And then also you need apps. So we'll say, well, on and off ramp, maybe you should use BitRefill, maybe you should use BitNob, maybe you should use 
um, neutron pay or, or, or so on, depending on, and the, the solution will be different depending on the country you're in and so on. And then maybe you should use this module. Maybe if, if you want to have, if it's important to have stable value in USD, maybe you can use a stable coin or maybe you can use stability pools or stable sets or, or whatever. So we have to um, um, promote all this other stuff for a community to get the value. So every time a federation goes into a community, all this other stuff goes in automatically as part of it. So we win by helping the entire Bitcoin ecosystem win. There is no way else. You can't just say use Fed Fedimint, but have no machine to run it on, have no node, have no have no access to the, the light network and do nothing with it. It's like saying I've got Microsoft Windows and no apps and no machine and no internet. It's yeah. It, it 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 needs the rest of that other stuff because it's just the operating system. It's not the actual thing you do. It's the thing that allows you to run the other stuff. Yeah, it needs the network effect and the yeah. the the apps hmm. and everything else. Yeah, the vibrant building and that's the one thing. Like boots on the ground, I think, particularly in the West, a lot of people discount that. But in the areas of the world that you're targeting first, global South, like boots on the ground is extremely important because people need that. Yeah. I mean, but we have trust. we have boots on the ground here. So yeah. here is it, the, the 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 massive advantage we have is places like Bitcoin Commons, um, and you know we we have this incredibly vibrant and well educated in the ways of Bitcoin group of people. So we already have our knights and ambassadors and so on, who are well resourced and are very sophisticated in how they can communicate. So um, you know. It, the things that we're doing here are just amazing. So if we added a lot of people here, which we could do and we will do, it's it's less needed than in other places where the messages are not so so clear. So if we have this but but the demand is very strong there as well. But we will work with people here, maybe on a funding or supporting or sponsoring things versus hiring full time because there's already existing network of people who already have communities that they that know and trust them. Yeah. But one way or another, we're going to tap into these communities and either if, if the resource, if the infrastructure is not there, hire the infrastructure. And if it is there, just support and fund it. Yeah. And when you guys are successful in getting into these areas and getting Fetty adopted, what's your biggest hope for success of like how this, not for Fetty particularly, but for the communities that begin leveraging Fetty, like how does it help them at the end of the day? So it, it depends on where they are in the world, but like in the global South, or if they're, they're living under the yoke of authoritarian regimes and dictatorships, they either have um, a lack of choice or they cannot trust the choices they have. And so that is a zero to one scenario. Um, so for example, um, if you're in um, certain countries um, and you're, um, if you receive money from the wrong person, it, it could lead to significant negative consequences for you in terms of your liberty and even your life um, if you use the traditional systems. Um, so being able to use an alternative approach like Bitcoin is, 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 a, is a game changer for you. Now, if you can do that using a self-custodial system, it's great, but sometimes that's a challenge to do for various reasons, technical acumen, um, costs, complexity, and so on. Fedi is something where we can have people on the ground or parts of their community who can help them set up 
potentially run and manage their infrastructure remotely for on their behalf in terms of the in terms of the guardians and and the, the servers they're running, but provide it to a community in a region of the world where it's difficult to get stuff into that region safely on behalf of the community. So that's that's and so they therefore now have the ability to receive payment on and off ramp locally, etc. Then you've got places in, say, the global south where they have options, but they're incredibly expensive. Um, people talk about M-Pesa mm-hmm. a lot, which is as educated people in v- large parts of East Africa on on the idea of digital money. So in terms of usage of digital money, they're some of the most advanced in the world. Um, people pay for transport with digital money. They um, pay for goods and services with digital money. They receive salaries in digital money already. But these are centralized systems run by one organization and they can be quite expensive. Average fees are two to 4% and they can be as high in extreme, it will be extreme cases, but as high as 30, 40% to use M-Pesa. And M-Pesa is like the the marquee, you know, the flag bearer of how it should be done right. So, now compare that, but what you do with M-Pesa is functionally can all can be done with Bitcoin and Lightning, but you're not paying two to four percent average all the way up to forty percent. You're paying, you know, basis points, and that's and and on consistently. Um, so just in that case, that's a significant cost saving. And then when don't get me started with remittance. I mean, uh, the remittance costs would then be you're starting to average. A, in sort of double digits as as the average. And again, it can be incredibly high. So just as a cost saving, it's massive for that part of the world. And then I just think um, anybody who um, values the ability for um, them to, for they or their family and friends to uh, be able to be able to have some control of their money and their sensitive data, it's not all data. If it's a cat picture, or something it may not be that important. It depends on the cat, obviously. If you, some people really love their cats, but um, but if it's very sensitive data or um, very valuable data to you and your community, um, and it's all, all your money, um, you may want an, an increased level of control, and that's important for anybody anywhere in the world where they value um, freedom and, and and liberty. Yeah, <clears throat> and to think of like the human ingenuity, this could potentially unlock when people don't have fear that they're being surveilled. Because that's another important thing to mention, the way the blinded signatures work in these Chalmian e-cash systems. Uh, You mentioned the example of people operating within systems and they send a particular person money uh, that could affect them negatively in the real world. And within these mints, the Federation members, the Guardians, have no idea who's sending what to who, especially after you get enough people in the mint, it becomes almost heuristically impossible to try to deduce who's sending to who. Um, and so when you have that fear wiped away, I'd be like, hey, I, I don't feel like sending money to this person because I think it's going to come back to haunt me. Um, and then not even just sending money, but sharing pictures, sharing information, particular political views, whatever it may be. Um, when that self-censorship stops and people become emboldened and begin. Yeah, and I, and I think that, um, as I said, there's incredible 
capabilities that are unlocked by the use of fediments. Um, and that's that's part of it. Um, and other parts are the incredible ability for scale, also the incredible ability to um, extend functionality to meet the needs of your community. When you combine it all together, it's a, it's a, it's a very powerful proposition. So when we were looking at, I mean, if, if you're going to try and build this sort of um, federated OS, um, I don't think there's any other solution that made sense for us to use other than basing on Bitcoin, using Lightning, Lightning as the mechanism to connect with the rest of the ecosystem and using Fediment as the protocol to act as this base um, for any given federation. Um, it is possible, of course, um, because it's so flexible um, for people to also take, take off or add things. Not only can they add, but they can take off. So in theory, um, if certain, for example, companies decided that they wanted to not use a feature, they could also do that. And that's the nature of system being so flexible. Yeah. It wouldn't be a true operating system if you, if you couldn't do that. However, um, by default, you get that baked in and you don't have to think about it. And for, for most people's use cases, it makes sense to use the system as it is by default. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, it's fascinating the potential this could unlock, and then you combine it. We were talking yesterday with something like Gridless. Oh, yeah. We want to talk about it, like empowering local communities, get them an app like Fetty, and then give them the ability to leverage stranded energy sources to mine Bitcoin as well. Like you could see little strong economies popping up all over. Yeah. What were you saying about um, Gridless yesterday? <laughs> I mean, it's just the ability to monetize that stranded hydro, mm. drive down the price and electrify a local community and make it economically viable. Most yeah, and you can imagine once they've that's happened, the community is generating, a, a, or parts of the community are generating a revenue in denominated in Bitcoin. Um, there's... There's a lots lots of opportunities around that uh, uh, that I want to continue to investigate. For example, um, it it makes sense, especially because these are quite decentralized organizations. In the fact that there's not one one mining farm, there's you know, ultimately hundreds around the around that you have to have local um, local people who you train to be able to service and manage these, these systems. So one, you're, you're, you're gaining skills locally, um, but the natural way to compensate them is in Bitcoin, because that's, your, that's the way you're earning revenue anyway. Um, and then now you have these members of the local community who have this source of revenue as Bitcoin. They, for some elements of that, they would want to convert into local currency. Um, and so, and they'd want to be able to directly use these to pay for certain things. So what happens is slowly other members of the community will start to accept and utilize and so on. And so from that from that seed, usage of Bitcoin in general spreads out. But again, um, eventually some will be um, ready and comfortable with self-custodying, but to get involved quickly and easily um, and to deal with issues of backing up my keys and recovering them in the event I've lost and having an easy user experience and also having features which 
adding functionality which is right or correct for that community all in one place. Um, the idea of setting up a federation for that community and people um, using Feddy as a way to connect to that federation and other other federations that may make sense for different users because they can pick and choose. It seems like a very logical step. So um, I'm keen to continue to explore that as well. Yeah, I mean, you can see many, forgive me for the buzzword, synergies coming out of... Uh... <laughs> it's the word syner synergies is a, is a good word, but it's been so maligned, so <laughs> abused that now it's like... It's like in the in the sort of the naughty corner forever, you know. Yeah. We have to get it out of the noise corner. It's, it, it does. It's a useful word when I'll say it proudly. Correctly. There, there's say potential it synergies that say can it loud. come out because we were talking about Fetty pools yesterday too. Yeah, and you think if yep. the mining infrastructure <clears throat> in this part of the world gets to a, a point where it's significantly robust, and you have multiple different operators who have the ability to set up a federation and create a Fetty pool. Um, and then maybe their employees are getting paid out in Bitcoin straight to a federation via Feddy or something like that. Like yep. you, you can see um, an ecosystem developing uh, around like the mining community. Like, all right, we don't want to point to Binance pool anymore. Let's create our own Feddy pool. We have enough hash rate. Yeah, the ability we'll, to take control. Uh, and it's, uh, and this, in this case, it will be... Um, Bitcoin miners, and then also you can lower the costs of payouts because you can pay it out over Lightning directly. Yeah. So it's just very convenient. It'll be lower costs. It'll be quicker. So it's a win-win. Yeah, we're learning the uh, the lesson of lower cost on Lightning right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, what's your take on all this fee congestion? For me, it's it's all good. For every time, for for Bitcoin to win, it has to be tested and. It has to go through all the different tests um, and and then it passes them. And while it hasn't gone through a test, then it's still in the process of winning. It wins as a sort of like a point in time when it's gone through every test and passed. So I see it as think about one of these sort of games where at the end of each level, you have like a, a, big, a, a big boss and you have to beat that to go to the next level. And until you've beaten the big boss, you can't go to the next level. Yeah. And until you've beaten the final boss, you can't finish the game. So so by definition, if there are certain things that we are waiting to deal with, then we're still playing. We're still in the game. We haven't finished the game. Yeah. And so I, I so then once you realize that you you wanna run to the you wanna run to the final boss and just like deal with it. So high fees and, and guess what happens? Every time it happens, we get stronger, we get better, we get faster. So now fees are up uh, and higher. So people, certain exchanges are now looking to implement Lightning because, and if we if that never happened, then there would have been, we could have been waiting another year or so before they implemented it, if we're just waiting on their good graces. But now they have a need to, it's prioritized and it happens. And once they've implemented it, then people use it and you mass educate a lot of people against all the FUD around lightning goes away because people go, wait, this is actually, it's really easy and it's really convenient. So why were people saying to me uh, otherwise? And then they start to work out who to trust and who not to trust. So I'm, but that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the high fees. So bring on the high fees because then it 
leads to much, much lower fees because people start architecting the right way as opposed to shorthand ways that work in a, in a simplified, um, it's a simplified market. Yeah, no, I agree completely. But it's been funny to see the last seven days, people are like using this high V environment and pointing at lightning, like, look, lightning's done nothing. Um, <laughs> and it's like, eh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but is lightning ready for the main stage? Do you think? Uh, yeah, I think it is. It, people will switch over to lightning. It will have issues and then people will correct the issues, but we've got, um, organizations who are doing, you know, huge numbers of transactions. Uh, again, I don't, I don't like singling out because everybody's doing incredible stuff, but just, I was on a, a stage with, uh, Zebedee, um, um, a few days ago and they you know, they're dealing with transactions for Square Enix, you know, this publicly traded gaming company, you know, $6 billion market cap, which is very, very high transaction volume and they're handling it and other, other, um, Lightning service providers are handling volumes for um, significantly sized offerings and, and organizations. So if there is a blip here or a blip there, we have the resources and the skills to just then, that's an opportunity for an entrepreneur to come in and provide the liquidity and the resources for it. And then they'll correct it and it just gets stronger. Yeah. And, but it's each one of these, that's the nature of being anti-fragile. It's not never, people confuse being the opposite of fragile is sturdy or tough, that it's not the opposite of fragile. Um, fragile is when it's attacked, it gets weaker and it breaks. Sturdy is when it's attacked, it stays the same. Anti-fragile is when it's attacked, it gets stronger, it gets better, it gets faster. That is the Bitcoin community. That is lightning and so on. So if it's not being attacked, it doesn't need to do it. But as soon as it's attacked, it's, it's like the Incredible Hulk. The more it's a t he's a t there's actually I mean I'm a, I'm a geek for you're gonna see but I think you didn't ask me I thought you would well the other two events I wanted to go to other than Hackers Congress and the other one was um, Comic Con in San Diego I've never <laughs> gone and I'm a super comic book geek and I and I really want to go um, it won't be this year again unfortunately because it conflicts but I do want to go at some point before I'm 60 and then the other one is Anime Expo because I'm just so into anime and comics and so on but so comic geekery, um, Incredible Hulk, by all accounts, you know, people say who's the strongest superhero and so on. And many people say Superman and this and the other. And you've got the Marvel and DC universe. But by all, by many accounts in the Marvel universe, which is Captain America, all yeah. that sort of stuff, um, Incredible Hulk is technically, as written in the comic books, the strongest because there is actually no limits to how strong he is. But as he's attacked, he gets stronger and stronger. And if he's attacked more, he gets even more stronger. So at the beginning, he doesn't seem that strong. But then if you attack him, then he gets stronger. And there was one point where every single, um, um, every single good um, superhero in the Marvel Universe tried to attack the Incredible Hulk. And they couldn't beat him because he just kept getting bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger. There is actually no limit to how strong he is. But he will always get strong enough to meet the demand and no more. And then when it goes away, it goes, it retracts back, which is the essence of an efficient anti-fragile system. Why, why have all these resources consumed when you don't need to, when it happens, you react and you get stronger, you get better, you get faster. Yeah. So, um, Bitcoin, it's not green, it's orange, but we are, <laughs> we are the equivalent. The digital Hulk. The digital Hulk. Yeah. 
No, but it's, I mean, we're seeing that's how it's happened historically too. You definitely experienced this a coin floor, yeah. like in 2017, if the fees go up, we have the SegWit battle. SegWit got implemented. We've had this lull for a few years now. Taproot gets implemented. Ordinals and inscriptions figure out a way to get all this data in. And now I wouldn't even call it an attack. It's just uh, it, we're exploring a part of yeah, the Yeah, attack's the wrong word. Because I don't want people to feel that I think these things are attack. It's stuff happens. The stress system test. is stressed. Yeah. And then it reacts and it responds because that's when it needs to do it. Yeah. And, and that and that's, that's, reminds you of why this is such an incredible platform because it reacts that way. Yeah. And then to the people poo-pooing lightning, that's one thing I think, particularly in the, uh, the crypto sphere, they really misunderstand with lightning. They'll point at network capacity, amount of channels, and they'll say, it's not, look at all the wrap Bitcoin on Ethereum. It's like nowhere near that. And that's actually like a massive vindication of lightning because you can do so much with so little, like mm -hmm. the amount of volume you can do within these channels if you set them up properly. Uh, if you set them up properly, it works pretty well. Like we set up our lightning node in 2019 for the company that we use on the site. We get a lot of volume because of podcasting 2.0 and just people tipping um, mm. and running transactions through our node. And we've, we have like maybe monthly yep. channel management stuff that we need to do. But other than that, it's been working. Yeah. And, and as I said, there are organizations who uh, are now, you know, setting themselves up or set up to be able to um, support organize, support people or communities however they want to. So if they want to have it fully self-hosted, you can do that. If you want it to be hosted by others but managed by, but managed by um, this community, you can do it. Or if you want it to be fully um, outsourced. Um, and then where there are sort of fundamental limits, um, there is work happening that fed, a, a big example of federations are a way of scaling beyond um, any limit of lightning as well because effectively it takes one lightning channel one light and and makes it available to you know uh, 10 a thousand 10,000 people which has another level again of scaling as well so there is no when you combine all of these elements with Bitcoin, with Lightning, with Fediment and, and with Nostra, there's, I, I now think you've got this complete, um, obviously with all of the apps and services around it as well, but you have all the sort of um, fundamental levels needed to, to do anything you, you can imagine, but quicker, faster, better than any other network in a more decentralized way with no single, no single point of risk. Yeah. That's a good point of control. So we're ready to go. Yeah, you're distributing the scaling because like within a Fediment, yep. you can transact back and forth with other members. Yep. That stays encapsulated in that mint. And then if you need to interact with Bitcoin, uh, Lightning, Lightning Invoice or another federation, you just use Lightning Network and it shoots over. And Yeah, it's... Uh, we're But as a Bitcoin community, we're ready to go. There's no... There's no intrinsic limits um, in terms of what we do. They never were, but but the elements of the architecture are now becoming clearer. We just need to uh, keep focusing on our game. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, and and as time goes by, as these stresses happen, it will become clearer and clearer why it's the right approach. And you just have to keep focusing on your game. Yeah. Do you feel... Uh, for 
Do you feel any more sense of urgency now compared to in the past? Where at coin floor, do you think the mission's uh, only? I mean, I, I've had the same date in my mind um, since I, I well, since 2019, but I was public about it in 2020. So I, I made a, a, a tweet uh, and I made it my pinned tweet since 2020. And I've never, well, I changed it at the end of last year to a retweet of the tweet. But, um, and it basically stated that I thought 2023 is the year, um, well, first of all, 2018 to 2023 was the year Bitcoin is, uh, is the, the years Bitcoin is attacked and 2023 is the year Bitcoin wins. And I said, as you can only win when you're attacked and you, you, you survive the attack. You know, that's the, just like, you can only win when, when the, when you have that final challenge. So, um, I had a strong sense of energy over the last few years since that tweet in 2020, um, to look for a solution for the missing pieces. Cause I thought lightning was a solution for, um, for payments. Um, but what was the solution for discovery? What was the solution for extensing uh, functional extensibility? that also was decentralized and so on. And it didn't require a single monolithic solution, but it was highly decentralized. Um, and then um, in 2021, I bumped into Eric and a, a short while later, um, we all, we, um, Eric bumped into Justin and then we all connected. Um, and it became clear that this was a, a, another key element um, in terms of the extensibility. And then last year as well, we saw, although it had been in the background, being worked on the same for, for Fedi, for Fedi Minute, it's been worked on for three years, but it was just in the background getting to a level of technical maturity. Same for NOSTA. Um, and last year again, the end of last year, NOSTA hit that inflection point. And now I'm, there's a, still a lot of work from a lot of different people to do. But I feel like you've got the people with the right mindset. We've got all the tools. We can do anything that you see on other platforms here better, faster, in a more decentralized way, in a more um, censorship resistant way. Um, so we just have to get on and do it. So I feel, I feel, I don't want to take it for granted, but I feel a lot more confident now because I can see all the different elements and there's no, they're all, so we have functional, um, um, a functionally complete offering. We just need to, and we've got resources in terms of funding as well. You just saw a recent funding for um, NOSTA from OpenSats um, mm -hmm. as well. Um, we've got significant funding for lightning related projects. Um, we have funding for Fedimend. I, if I have my will, there'll be significantly more. Um, and so you're gonna see the fruits of all of this on NOSTA, on lightning, on, on Fediment, um, as for for over the coming coming months, and I'm really excited to see tons of entrepreneurs coming out building on all these platforms, and then and that's the way you know for sure when people can just see it working, it instantly makes sense. When you try to talk about it, you know it, it doesn't. So I, I I'm asked to talk about it, of course, because we've just yeah. raised etc. But I I would very much prefer to just like. Um, just show people stuff and yeah. get them to play around with it and breaking in and, and then it'll be broken and we fix it and so on. But um, the quicker people find holes and, and issues, the quicker we fix them. And then you have a complete solution for people. Yeah. 
the tools. That's what I'm most keen, keen about. Yeah, the tools are all there. Tools are all there. Let's just get on and build now. Build, 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 build. That's 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 um, what excites me the most over the coming weeks and months. Yeah, I mean, when you see it, when you see how quickly the ecosystem around Noster has been built. Um, yeah, it's pretty yeah. fascinating. Like, obviously, it started with the Twitter clients. Now we have like medium like clients. You can do music clients. Yeah, it's it a happened. discovery. It's a, all these sites are discovered. They, they, the thing that makes them useful, the the ones that it's replacing, is there's some mechanism to discover people that you don't know, but you have some sort of shared need or interest. And Nosta, that's what that's what's powerful about it. It provides you that. Yeah. Now you've got that, and then you want to be able to add functionality. Okay, you have filament, and you want to be able to then pay for it at a low cost, high speed. In it, and that's lightning, um, then that is every single app in existence is, is can now be replicated with those, those elements. Yeah. It's everything. It's just, and when you think about like opening up, like the ability for people to build on Fediments too. Yep. And like looking at what just happened on Noster, like if that's replicated yep. there, like this could happen rather quickly. It, it will happen. That's why, you know, people think, well, 2023 that seems like a lot to happen. Well, no. It's, and also look at what's happened with um, AI, you know. It's a, in a matter of um, the the level of, of development on open source AI protocols now are, are some of the latest models are supposed to be 97% as good as GPT-4. Yeah. In two months of it being released and it, they're open source and they can run on your home computer. So it's like, let's just, it's we're in this accelerating loop when you have these tools that allow you to innovate so quickly. Yeah. Just give people the tools and step back and just, you know, watch in awe, you know, what what's the power of, of the open source community can do. Yeah. And people are more receptive to, than ever, I believe, to finding and using these tools. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's the belief, yeah. Yeah. I could sit here for like three more hours and dive yeah. into you. I know you've got to go, though. Unfortunately, yep. Yep, I, I do. But I... Uh, it's, it was good. It was good coming and talking. It's like um, I've seen these these interviews happen from the other side of the screen. So it's it's super surreal. Even being in Austin, it's like I remember the first time I went to New York and I and I saw like the potholes and the smoke coming from it, and I felt like I'd always been there because I've seen it in every single movie mm-hmm. ever uh, growing up. And it's the same here. It's like. <laughs> You know, I feel I feel like I've been here before. This weird deja vu, but um, well, it's so much you know. better in person. Uh, oh yeah, no, it's 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 much better in person. But uh, but it's still it's just so weird that you can come somewhere and not see someone, or and then you start talking like it was like yesterday when yeah. you actually haven't actually met up in person until that moment. Well, that's one of the most beautiful things about Bitcoin is everybody who's in it working on it we have this like shared belief as like a base as soon as we meet it's like all right all right i know you're a good person at heart because you're in this trench with me then just makes everything easier after that it's 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 a it's a it's a great community yeah well keep crushing it man thank you very much thank you for your support as well you know through 1031 um again i always say that you guys were one of the first cheerleaders before we were even a uh, 
we were even a commercial company. It was just an open source idea. And I remember you were, you were walking... Walking, um, walking with, on the trail. There, yeah, we're walking. About it was out on the trail. Yeah, it was on the trail, and you call it like, like, like. We don't. You, we didn't know that was when it was just purely an open source project, and we hadn't even thought about um, making it a commercial entity. But you're saying well, it doesn't matter. We'll we'll still sort of just donate money to to Fedimint, um, and, and just just as a gift, and just keep working on it, keep, keep, you said exactly the same, effectively the same thing, keep crushing it, keep working on it, and I'm sure something will come from it. So that was really important for us to make us sort of aware we were in a bubble and make people aware that there are people outside who, you know, just really believe in what we're doing. Yeah. So that was really, really valuable to get to where we got now and really appreciate that. Well, no need to thank me. I, uh, all thanks goes to you, Eric, Justin, everybody else working on Fetty and then Fetty meant the open source protocol. Cause I remember when Eric dropped the mailing list email in like July of last year, and I was like, Holy crap, this is, this is going to be massive. And then fast forward to, or it wasn't July of last year, it was July of 2021. Um, then fast forward. Yeah. To, it's, it's uh fast forward to uh Bitcoin 2022 and then you're on stage with him. You did your presentation. You guys had that panel. And, and then, like, then the panel afterwards, which was Aaron and where them was, um, was moderating and it was Eric and Casey Rodemore mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. And then I remember afterwards also Casey uh, was mentioning, he's working on some idea to do with like <laughs> tracking every single Satoshi. And I, we were like, oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> but I think you thought it was like this sort of art project, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so. Now it's, uh, <laughs> no. now we've got a lot of fees on the network, which is. Yeah. 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 It's all interesting. I think, I think the most interesting stuff happening uh, it's just it's all bitcoin stuff it's just which is which is fun yeah it's a lot of fun okay we're gonna win always all right obi thank, thank you. you safe travels to new york tomorrow Matey, thank you very much thank you that's all we got today freaks peace and love Tiki.